With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Nick Sirianni. Somebody's got to coach him up on, on, on what to say to the Philadelphia media. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Quote, to name a starter at this particular time, we've been working with these guys for two days. The Rich Eisen Show. Look at their depth chart. Their names are Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountain? Today's guest, Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Three-time Pro Bowl quarterback Carson Palmer. Oregon offensive tackle Pinay Sewell. NFL draft analyst Mel Kuyper Jr. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes. What a day. So excited to be here on the uh, Rich Eisen Show set. Having my best dad ever sign nice and straight so everybody could see it on NBC Sports on Peacock. Uh, I am uh, I'm arranging my desk to make it look as neat as possible. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm excited to be here. I've, I've got a thick sweater on. It's like 55 degrees it's outside. A, it's a little cool out here. It is. Today, it is. Huh? I know. But uh, it's it's it's. It's is we're, we're warming ourselves by the NFL draft fire. I, look, I, I understand there's an NBA season that's culminating, and I understand that baseball is a sport that I used to follow. Um, you know, um, <laughs> why? What do you mean you don't follow anymore? I, don't, I, I, I just it's it's, it's, a, it's the game where the defense has the ball, right? Uh, uh-huh. It's the game where the home team boos your highest paid player. That's yeah. where it happens. That's what happens. I used to follow oh, baseball. Yeah. I was a fan too. Uh, but you know what? We're all about the NFL draft here. Brockman and Del Tufo. We're all about the NFL draft here. I'm in. Uh, love the draft. TJ Jefferson. Draft. Can't wait to see what the Cowboys do at 10 overall. That'll I'm be exciting. St- I'm still a basketball fan, first and foremost. Why? Is that a Clipper thing or a Sixer thing? I can't figure it out. Well, it's both, a both thing. Yeah. Both of my teams are uh, rolling right now, is what I'm saying. Yes, they are. Nice you don't know what he's talking about. I mean, how many times is MB <laughs> just? How many times is MB going to have a line of like ninety thousand and fifty thousand, like on one night? It's crazy. Was that thirty-eight and seventeen last night? Was that what it was for him? Something along those Something lines. Along those lines. I mean, by I mean, the way, when, when, he, when so, you get every single call, oh, yeah, then you're going to have like cool, gosh. crazy lines. It's okay. Like that. This is this is what happens when the Celtics have a worse record than the New York Knicks at this point of the season. Yeah, he's a little feisty over there. Couple more wins and I might have to jump on a bandwagon. <laughs> You're back, <laughs> Mortimer. <laughs> Knicks are in the fourth spot in the NBA right now. Respect them, Rich. Thirty-three and twenty-seven. Julius Randle with a forty with a forty-piece in overtime, beating the Hawks. You know, here we go. I, I gotta admit, when Julius Randle came out of Kentucky and after what he did in high school, I'm not saying I expected this Julius Randle, but. I always thought Julius Randle was going to be a good basketball player. Yeah. Just, remember, he kicked himself and broke his own leg his rookie season, and then 
Just had some bad Julius luck. Julius Randle's oh, killing it. He's balling, man. Tibbs? Tibbs can coach. Can coach? Get it out of him? He can flat out coach. Manuel quickly? All the Kentucky Wildcats in the garden. The Mecca. The Mecca. Wait till you have Zion in two years. That's what that's what Zion called it. Yeah, it's it's hey, I guess I guess the squirrel, you know, the the is gonna have to find a nut at some point. After twenty years of desolation, and Knicks fans are just losing their minds. You see the video of them just jumping up and down after eight an eighth straight win, <laughs> Madison Square Garden outside. I mean LeBron's tweeting about you. Basketball's better when the Knicks are good, just like football's hey, better when the Cowboys that's what are good. LeBron said. Speak it into existence. Yeah, I like how you slid the Cowboys in there. I'm just saying. Nobody cares about the Cowboys. <laughs> okay, buddy. Cut the crap. Tenth overall. Can't wait. One week from tonight. One week from tonight. Jack with you. They might not pick tenth overall. Stop it, Rich. They might not pick tenth overall. Oh, we're going to move down? Is that what you're saying? No. Wait, Ooh, like I don't think so. Fourth, maybe? I don't know. I can't wait. You're hearing more things? I'm not hearing more things. You won't hear things. you won't hear that stuff till next week. Yeah. You won't hear the stuff about moving things. up, moving down. I think the 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 pre draft I, I don't know. Did the Falcons move out before before Thursday night? Somebody moving up? Dolphins aren't going anywhere right now. Cause the, here here would be a dream scenario for the Miami Dolphins at six, okay? Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence, Jets take Zach Wilson, 49ers take quarterback fill-in-the-blank. Falcons take Kyle Pitts, which is what I would advocate for them to do. Yeah. And, then, and then the Bengals do the Mike Brown sensible thing and take our first guest of the third hour, Panay Sewell. Joe Burrow can throw to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins if he's protected. He could throw to anybody. He could throw to you. If Sewell is drafted. That's the concept. Obviously, you know, you can't be perfect. Although, Sean Mitchell sent me this text beforehand for me to uh, ask our guest. Uh, Sean Mitchell of our staff at home, one of our top producers here on our program. Sewell gave up one sack in 1,376 snaps at Oregon. Got to ask him <laughs> if he's still steamed about that one. That's a great <laughs> idea, Sean. Who got him? You know he knows, right? Of course yeah, he, he must know. He knows he the must game. Know the whole circumstance. Yep. Uh, definitely a cleat got caught in the, in the turf. He probably remembers the play, Rich. So, the, the you know. Was it on Herbert, I wonder? Put it up, Don. This is it. This is the meme that we saw, right? Yep. I love this meme. Option A, Burrow is throwing to anybody because Sewell's protecting him in front. Option B, Burrow's on his ass because anybody's protecting him in front, <laughs> and there's Chase waving his hand saying, I'm open. It's the yeah. ball is the ground. <laughs> That's essentially a perfect description for this thing. Exactly. Thanks to Cincinnati Meme Stream. Huh. By the way, I said that on the show I two weeks ago. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, who better to ask? about this subject, and Carson Palmer is going to join us in hour number two. So let's just say they do the sensible thing in Penny Sewell, right? That's the dream scenario for the Dolphins. That's why I don't think they're, they're, they're going to trade out of six right now because could you imagine they have the cho- choice of any wide receiver in the draft? Right now we're assuming it's any wide receiver not named Jamar Chase. Right. Imagine right. if they, they moved back from 12 up to six 
just so they could have this scenario fall to them. And it's entirely possible that it does. Certainly if the Falcons take a fourth quarterback and the Bengals do the sensible thing and leave them any pass catcher on the board, they could be sitting there at six with a choice between Chase and Pitts. The Dolphins sit there at six. That's their dream scenario to have that problem. That's a first-class problem. Right. Right? So they could have Chase out wide and Gasicki for Tua or the greatest crime-fighting duel in Miami since Crockett and Tubbs, Gasicki and Pitts. (laughs) That sounds like a great television show, right? (laughs) Let's put them in some, you know, old-school suits. Go to work. Kasiki and Pitts, everybody, on the case. Right here on Peacock. They're definitely dressing up like Crockett and Tubbs for or is it, or is it different? Shoots. Or is it, right, Crockett and Tubbs is two syllables in one. Kasiki would be three syllables in one, right? It can't be Pitts and Kasiki. No, no. Kasiki no. and yeah, Pitts yeah. sounds like, again. Yeah, the long syllable that's, goes first. That sounds like a ten, that's like 10 o'clock on, on CBS, America's Most Watched Network. Yeah. Kasiki and Pitts. Kyle and Mike. Just there we go. Let's go. That's a dream scenario for the Let's Dolphins go. right there. Boom. Rip the knob off. Um, and um, first up on our show is, uh, I don't know if this computes for Cleveland Browns fans. Because it sure wouldn't for me as a Jet fan. Uh-oh. I sure wouldn't be for me. You know, right. one, one team <clears throat> drafts first overall of a quarterback in 2018 and then comes back in 2021 and chooses 26th overall. Other team chooses their franchise face the future third overall in the 2018 draft, comes back in 2021, uh, up a spot of two. Did you find out if that's happened yet? I haven't. It's tough for me to even ask NFL Network, what's the last team to choose top three, three years apart? (laughs) I I get it. After choosing a quarterback, too. That's got to be something, too. Because you can't say uh, Jets uh, are the first team ever. To draft top three, four years apart, three years apart, four drafts apart, when you know maybe some other team did it first, missed on a defensive end, missed on an offensive tackle, something like that. Got to have a quarterback, and then they got to come back and choose a quarterback, which is what the Jets are going to do. Browns choose Baker Mayfield, get it right at head coach finally with Kevin Stefanski, win eleven games. They're choosing twenty sixth overall. One week from tonight. Good folks of Cleveland, Ohio, will put the city and the draft room on display. Whole country to sit there and watch a draft hall as opposed to a commissioner sitting in a Barker lounger next to the M&M bottle. (laughs) You know? I don't imagine Roger Goodell is going to go through wardrobe changes this time around like he did at home. We're going to see it and smoke them if you got them. Cleveland Browns, 26th overall. 25 teams are going to pick before the Browns if Cleveland doesn't move. So it's got to be a weird feeling. What the hell? <laughs> and then Friday night, three picks, one in the one in the second, two in the third. Here right. we go. And they All don't right. have they don't have a lot of holes to fill either. Running back stays healthy, backs stay healthy, Baker stays healthy. Odell comes back healthy, Grant Delpit who blew out his Achilles missed his entire rookie season comes back healthy. Run it back, Cleveland, with a third-place schedule as well. How about that? 
that last loss to Baltimore might pay dividends in 2021 because they're they finished third, still wound up boat racing Pittsburgh, mm. while our first hour first up in eight minutes guest Kevin Stefanski was in the basement quarantining due to COVID-19 protocols. And then they come back and beat the Kansas City Chiefs for much of the game with the exception of a, a second quarter that just wiped them all out. And a play that happened at the end of the second quarter. Baker Mayfield leading the team down the field with an opportunity to put points on the board, if not a touchdown, to make it a very tight game going into halftime. Even an opportunity to maybe even tie it. Ball popped loose due to a helmet-to-helmet hit of a receiver that was reaching for the pylon. Ball goes loose. You know, yada, yada, yada. I'm freaking out because I hate that rule of fumbling through the end zone. I will ask that of Kevin Stefanski. I will ask him about Odell Beckham and his health and the concept that their offense is better without him, which I think is hot garbage. Hot garbage. Such a disruptive presence. That dynamic, top-notch, Pro Bowl wide receiver. I, I don't believe that for a second. He's coming back. That running game's coming back. They're going to add in the draft. This team in Cleveland has an opportunity to make a deep run. A deep run. Team that can beat anybody in the NFL is a great running game and a tight defense that travels. That's what Warren Sapp told me all the time. Offense will win you championships, though, now as a defense no longer wins championships. Running game and a defense, you pack them both, and you can win football games, certainly if it keeps the other team's quarterback, who is as red hot as Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Cleveland Browns have a huge, big future, and now Clowney's on that defensive line. Lots to talk about with Kevin Stefanski. Now that a former number one overall pick is there, they're collecting first overall picks. (laughs) because <laughs> you add him to Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield. That's right. three right. on one team. Yeah. And they got a third-place schedule and a coach who clearly has the right mix in the draft town that's about to welcome all of us in. Cannot wait. So, Kevin Stefanski is going to join us in about five minutes' time. Carson Palmer, Panay Sewell, and then break out the Utz chips. We're going to Wawa with Mel Kuyper, everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like Wawa. The chips Baltimore right O. Mel Kuyper with his mock draft, senior draft analyst, joining us in hour number three. He will be on the draft set across the way for ESPN one week from tonight while it's me and Daniel Jeremiah and... Coach David Sean Charles Davis. Mel Kuyper's going to be on that set. Let's get his two cents on the quarterback situation. Same with Carson Palmer. Panay Sewell, the best tackle in the draft, is going to join us. Kevin Stefanski. And it's Jack Nicholson's 84th birthday. Lots to talk about on this program. So much going on. So... Uh, you've got a poll question on that front, or there was just too many Jack movies to actually come no, with a poll this question? No, I, I have a poll question. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Okay. I, I want to, we'll workshop it on the air. Okay. But we'll get that coming up here on the show. 
Um, and um, and we're very excited to have Kevin Stefanski on this program. The Cleveland Browns head coach will be joining us in five minutes' time right here on the Rich Eisen Show. But before we tap out to go to our commercial break, let's talk about the Callaway Epic Driver, which Chris Brockman currently has in his hands. Ba-boom. You can feel that artificial wow. intelligence technology. Just holding that- this has added... 15 yards to my drive. Nicely done. Well, the jailbreak speed frame, the AI design structure is right there. How's a little brother right now? Uh, because the top and the bottom of the driver immediately behind the face, that AI design structure connects them, enhanced torsional stability and impact. So the speed frame helps reduce the amount of the driver head twists and deforms when you hit the ball. Thus, more energy stays in the driver face, is transferred to the golf ball. More energy to the golf ball means more ball speed. Jailbreak, jailbreak speed frame means... Kaboom. It's that simple. I'm not a science guy, but it works. You can feel it. <laughs> the new Epic drivers for just about every player, thanks to the jailbreak speed frame. Most players are going to love, I do, because I'm one of the quote-unquote most players. The forgiveness of the Epic Max. The Epic Speed is the fastest Epic. And the better players Epic Max LS, which is a way for Callaway to say, this isn't for you, Rich. Capitalizes on the tour performed preferred combination of low spin plus high Stability. CallawayGolf.com slash Epic. Check out the Epic family of drivers at CallawayGolf.com slash Epic. Kevin Stefanski of the Browns when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. That is the most, in my mind, 
rewatchable movie there oh, is. Oh, Fugitive, it, does it hold up or what? It does. We want to, uh, you know, on behalf of the fans of the film, thank you for catching the switching of the samples. Oh, the liver samples? Without yeah. you. You are welcome. RD90. You know? Wow. Harrison Ford, perhaps the most beat up uh, movie star of all time. Yeah, in, in, he gets his. Oh yeah, well he does his own stunts too. I mean that's his own damn fault. Is that, <laughs> did you did you do your own stunts? I did all my own stunts. I dealt. I actually handled the liver samples with wow. these fingers and ungloved. Your character in Forty Year Old Virgin Paula was originally written as a male character. Yes, indeed, it was written for a man, and then uh, uh, with my eternal gratitude. Steve Carell's wife, Nancy Walls, who's a wonderful actress herself, said, um, you know, because I knew them from Chicago, uh, uh, said, you know, you have a lot of men in your film. Why don't you read Jane for the store manager? And so we improvised together and we had a lot of fun. And Judd Apatow said, oh, we'll we'll cast her. So I'm very grateful to to that whole crew of people for giving me that job. Do you remember the song you sang? Yes, I do. In Spanish, can you? Oh, absolutely. I'll just tell you right away that this is from an ALM Spanish dialogue or Dialgo. As you call it, uh, and it's <laughs> yes, and and it's it's a dialogue, and, and it goes like this: Cuando arreglen mi cuarto, no encuentro nada. Donde va con tanta prisa al partido de fútbol? Thank you. And it means whenever I clean my room, I can't find anything. Where are you going with such haste to a football game? It's not romantic at all. No, but the way it sounds. Yeah, it's the way you deliver it. it. Okay, everybody. Good times with uh, with Jane Lynch. Um, when she was on the show, we bring it up every time. She's so nice. She's been on the show, I think, three delightful. or four times. Every time we bring up RDU90 to her. She must be like, again? Well, we have to. <laughs> Well, I mean, she gets it. She caught the switching of the samples. I mean, if it wasn't for her, the whole caper might have actually been pulled off. Right? Switch the samples. Right. The switching of the samples. Right. There's a new show right here on Peacock, a Peacock original. Look at that. It's Ed Helms, everybody. Hey. Rutherford Falls starring Ed Helms and Jana Schmieding. Don't miss this hilarious new comedy streaming right now, right here on Peacock. Is that Ed? Is that uh, is that Ed Helms playing the music for Rutherford Falls? <laughs> it, it probably is, right? Maybe. Probably does it all. Very funny, Ed Helms, everybody. So check that out. New new programming right here on Peacock. It's all good. Peacock original. Eight four four two zero four Rich is the number to dial. Have a conversation with us today. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio stations that are smart enough to carry this program. Uh, pleased to uh, have you here on this simulcast. Uh, later on in the show, I'll play a, a great a conversation, a portion of a great conversation I had with Rex Chapman on my new podcast. Um, I guess not so new anymore if this is episode eight, two months in of Just Getting Started. That'll be later on. He tells some dynamite Michael Jordan stories throughout. Dynamite. Also a great story about him uh, being recruited by Jimmy V and then, of course, him talking personally on um, his trials, tribulations, recovery, and also now renaissance. Uh, that'll be later on in this program with Carson Palmer, Penny Sewell, the uh, top um, uh, tackle available in this year's draft, pass protector, and Mel Kuyper, everybody, will be on this show. But right now, our next guest is uh, ready to check in. Is he on the phone right now, Chris? Right on time. They pick 26th overall in the upcoming draft, for which they are the host team. I'm going to Cleveland, Ohio. 
for the NFL draft next week and the head coach of the 11-5 and Cleveland Browns. After his first highly successful year as HC of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Rich. Good to be with you. Good to be with you as well. Let's let's get started about, uh, I, I, I don't know how often we've ever gotten a chance to speak, um, but uh, how many Penn Quakers are there in the National Football League right now? Kevin, do you know? The, ox- the oxymoronic fighting Quakers, That's... that is, uh, Rich. Yeah, not, <laughs> Very well done. Not many of us. Not yeah. many of us. Uh, we've had a couple players over the years, uh, and I'm proud of those guys, but I, I think there need to be more. Yeah, you know what, because we always hear about, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick being the Harvard guy. You know, you're 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 a Penn guy. You're a Penn Quaker. Hey, I, I, you know? I played against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Did you really? If you can believe this. Tell oh, me yeah. about that one. What do you got for me on that? Uh, great player. Uh, he, I'm talking about Ryan now, yeah. obviously. No, okay. Great player. Yes. was so athletic for that league. It, it, you know, you watch him move around against the NFL. Imagine what he was doing against guys that look like me. Uh, he was a threat to run it, could throw it. Just an awesome player. Now, if I'm not mistaken, were, were you a defensive back? Were you, were you, were, you, were, I was, you were. I, I was. I was a safety. I was very, very good at, at playing very, very deep. That was, that was what I was good at. <laughs> did, did Fitzpatrick look you off at one point? Did, is that what he did at one point? Or, or is it still the Fitzpatrick we see all the time that you, you actually had tight coverage and you said, screw it, he threw into that window anyway? What happened? It was it was fifth magic back then. Uh, I will tell you, we we beat him, so I feel good about that. Getting okay. the victory, yes, a couple times versus him, but uh, but it was in no way was it Ryan Fitzpatrick versus me because uh, <laughs> that that was advantage crimson. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, and uh, your dad is an NBA executive currently for the Pistons as well. Did you grow up, uh, I guess, in a basketball household? In a way, yeah, we Kevin? did. Yeah, I mean, Philly's a, a great basketball city, great high school basketball, great college basketball. So, mm-hmm. growing up, I spent many a Saturday at the Palestra, uh, just different games, going to different practices for for college ball as a kid. And then my dad got in the NBA uh, later on in his career, uh, so so he was has been kind of bouncing around. Uh, the NBA for the last, it feels like, 25, 30 years. So uh, he gives me a, a different perspective, uh, you know, that sports perf- perspective mm-hmm. where winning and dying, uh, winning and losing, and you're dying with every game. He, he can appreciate that from a, fo- from a football guy. If I told that kid growing up in that household who's going to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns one day, what, what would you have said, Kevin? Would have that happened? would never have believed it. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely was not the plan. Uh, at, at no point did I set out and say that, Rich. I, I wanted to be Reggie White when when I when when I was growing up. Uh, so sh- shortly thereafter, I realized that wasn't happening. But uh, it, it's one of those things that you know I'm, I'm blessed to, to have this role. Something I try to do really well and and take you know as a steward of, of the team and, and take good care of this team. Uh, for our fans. So was it Childress who gave you a break? Is that how that worked in terms of getting you from Penn to the NFL? How did that happen? Yeah, back in that's the day? exactly right. So I, I took an internship with the Philadelphia Eagles in the summer of 2005, which was the Eagles summer, if you can remember, T.O. Uh, doing sit-ups there in the driveway. <laughs> so I, I, that was a uh, an impactful internship, if you will. And then uh, Coach Childress got the Vikings job that January, and uh, I, he brought me out there with him. So, were you the one? Uh, w- what was your role as an intern the summer where T.O. was doing sit-ups on the lawn? Andy Reid sends him home. Next question with yeah. Drew Rosenhaus. I mean, what's an intern do on that front? 
Kevin. Yeah, anything and everything. I'm stocking Gatorade uh, in the in the coolers. I'm I'm driving players to and from practice. Uh, coach needed something. I was a gopher. Uh, that that's how I broke into it. That's how you break into it. What, did you pick anything? Like so so when you're coaching now, you're the HC now, uh, and and you're and you're giving directives in any way, shape, or form. Who are you sometimes picking stuff up from that you like something comes out of your mouth and you you picked it up from somebody? Would it be Andy Reid? Who would it be? Walk me through your influences before we get to the here and now, Kevin. Yeah, I'm, I'm so lucky in that regard, Rich. I've been around some incredible coaches, and, and Coach Childress was, is a, was a great program builder. If, if you can take yourself back to 2006 at the Vikings, we went 6-10, and 8-8. Ten and six, twelve and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just was to watch him operate with the program, and then just being around Leslie Frazier, uh, who did it a different way, but just a great man. Uh, Mike Zimmer, uh, who's I think the premier defensive mind in, in the game. And then I was so fortunate enough to be around uh, Pat Shermer, North Turner, Bill Musgrave, and then really uh, in that last year at the Vikings, spend the calendar year with Gary Kubiak was as impactful as they come. Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland Browns head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. What clicked for you last year for the for you at the Browns? What do you think clicked in a way that um, yeah. that you're appreciative of or surprised you any way, shape, or form, Kevin? Yeah, I think we had a bunch of players, Rich, that, that wanted to work, and that's what we put the focus on uh, from the jump. Uh, I felt there were some really good people already in the building when I got here. And then through the draft and free agency and trades, we added a bunch of smart and tough football players. And I think if I'm proud of one thing, it's that the guys went out there and we stuck to the plan and and really stayed in the moment throughout the season. So, as you know, it's, it's a it's, it can be a long year. And the best line I've heard is it's not a marathon, it's 16 sprints. And I need to update that to 17 sprints. Right, you but do. If, if you if, if you treat it as such which I think we did, I, I think you really put the focus on winning uh, that week, winning one game that week. I think that's what the guys did. I don't know if you are aware, Kevin Stefanski, but you are going to be the first head coach that Baker Mayfield has enjoyed uh, at his side uh, or attached to the hip with for consecutive years since Bob Stoops in Oklahoma. The guys constantly had change, you know, and then when Lincoln Riley showed up, he left, you know, to go into the pros. And uh, I am wondering what you and he clicked about last year in a manner that we are seeing him play his best football since coming to the pros. Yeah, when I think of Baker, and, and I talked to him yesterday, and, and when I think about him as, as a player, he's a gym rat. He wants to get better. And whatever you give him, he takes coaching. There, there were things that Alex Van Pelt, our offense coordinator did with Baker last year and challenged him and changed some things in his footwork. And, and we pushed him and, and probably put him under center than he has more than he has been, uh, at least in recent years. So he, he was so open to coaching. And then just the way he grinds in his preparation, that's the thing that a lot of people don't see that, that I really appreciate about Baker. And it's something uh, that I think he'll continue to do. I don't, I don't ever get the sense from Baker that he's satisfied. I think he wants to continue to grind day in and day out. So then what's your what's your envision what's your vision for his next steps in twenty twenty one? What do you got for me on that? Yeah, I think I look back to our first year together, uh, he got better as the season wore on and it it, it was a, a combination of things. I mean the credit goes to Baker uh, for putting the work uh, in, 
But we also streamlined a lot of the concepts of what we were doing, found out what he was comfortable because we really were learning about each other uh, as we went. So I feel like our jumping off point in year two is so different from where we started. Uh, so that, that's where he, he will always go into a season, and I think he would agree. He wants to take another step. And I think he took a step last year, and, and we're working real hard to make sure he takes another step this year. Well, what specific can you give me for a next step? in terms of development mechanics, uh, recognition. Yeah. And what, what do you got for me on that? Well, front? Mm-hmm. I would tell you, Rich, with all these guys, we meet with them and, and we give them a list of things that he needs to work on. Some of them are simple, like you mentioned, mechanics. It might be footwork in the gun. It could be his uh, carrying out his fake. could be specific uh, stats, like let's get that completion percentage up. Uh, up around 70, and I think those type of things happen when you employ the check down when you need to. So it's really just a total maturation of the player, and I think it's something that he really is embracing. Is it uh, also, again, just rumor, you can confirm it, is it true that your coaching style is so uh, deep and unique that you had uh, aliens and UFOs tell him this personally to try and confirm your coaching? At all, Kevin, is that true? I haven't, I haven't addressed that yet. I'll see if that comes up. Uh, but I read that as everybody else. <laughs> hey, I, I can't. I wasn't there, so I can't tell you what happened. Okay, yeah, okay. Just wondered if you've actually broached that subject, or you sent them to him to say, "Hey, get that completion percentage up." Like, oh my God! You know, like I don't know if that's your style, Kevin. No, that's that's not a bad idea. I'm always thinking about new ways to reach our players. Next level. So let me give that some thought. You're welcome. Is all I have to say on that. Kevin Stefanski here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. How is Odell? What do you got for me on that front, on Odell yeah. Beckham's recovery here? Odell's doing well. Uh, talk to him often. Uh, he's, he's working very hard, as, as I'm sure everyone has seen through some of his videos. Uh, he, he's in a really good place. I think he's, he's progressing nicely, and I'm excited to uh, finally get him back here on campus at some point. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this narrative that was quite popular during your 11-win regular season and uh, and the playoff run that you went on last year, Coach, but I'd love to give you the floor on the narrative that your offense is better without Odell Beckham. How do you respond to that? Yeah, that, that was the narrative, Rich. I got asked that often. I think our offense got better, period, as the season wore on, and I think that, again, is a natural evolution of a new scheme, new coaches with new players, I, I, we better improve as the season wore on. Uh, I think we took a big jump after at the bye week. We had eight games last year and then had a bye, and we looked very hard at what we were good at, what we weren't so good at. And, and like good coaches do, uh, I think our coaches did a nice job of identifying some things that we wanted to do differently. So I think we just got better because that's how it goes in, in a season when, when you have a new scheme. Uh, to say you take a player of Odell's caliber off your roster and you somehow get better, I don't buy into that at all. So was there is there, is there anything, too, that Baker m- might have, uh, without Odell, there – felt less compelled to force uh, an individual the ball in any way, shape, or form. What about that narrative? What about yeah, that? I, I don't buy it. Uh, we, we work really hard with the quarterbacks in, in terms of their reads. I mean, it, it's what you try as a quarterback coach, uh, you try to eliminate the gray for the quarterback. So he, he has reads based on the coverage, and the ball goes where the ball goes. And I think we're very fortunate to have on our offense and, and that you know a bunch of guys returning – uh, we have players that at, uh, I feel strongly about at every level, at running back, at tight end, at wide receiver. So uh, 
uh, Odell adds obviously a huge element of uh, an explosive nature to our offense. He's he's at front of mind as we put our scheme together, but to force the ball to somebody, I think, uh, is not something that we'll do here because it's not good for the overall offense. So I don't, I just don't buy that aspect of it. But I also don't want to shortchange uh, Odell's uh, ability to affect the game uh, week in and week out. A few more minutes left with Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski here on the Rich Eisen Show. The acquisition of Jadavian Clowney, does that take pressure off of getting that edge rusher where you're so deep down in the draft at 26 overall? Or would you choose another one there? How does this affect your draft strategy? Kevin's defense. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're open for improving the team uh, at a bunch of positions, Rich. Uh, we're excited about Jadavion and what he can bring to that front. Uh, but as, as you well know, you can never have enough DNs. You can ne- never have enough linebackers, corners. I mean, you need good players uh, on the defense period. So whether we go defense or offense, I, I just think we're going to be able to sit there and, and allow the board to come to us and say we have to take a good player that's going to help us and help us in year one and then also help us uh, you know in year four five and six so i i think the things we've done in free agency certainly uh, we feel good about adding to our team uh, we added a lot of players to our defense but we just feel like we need to add more more depth uh, that that will allow us to to play with with different uh, units, if you will, and, and have different personnel on the field. But I don't think it precludes us from doing anything there at 26. Well, I mean, all I hear is how weak this draft is at the defensive tackle position. And Sheldon Richardson uh, appears to have been a cap casualty with the signing of, of Clowney. Is it possible you could bring him back in Cleveland? You know, I'm, ho- I'm hopeful. Uh, Sheldon gave us incredible production last year, played through injuries, and what I remember about last year as we're going on that run and we needed to win some games to get in, uh, Sheldon was at the forefront of that, and, and he had not been to the playoffs before in his career. So he took great pride in what he was able to accomplish uh, on our defense and, and propelling us in, into those playoffs. So I'm hopeful, Rich. You know, this is a business. Uh, I get to sit and look at it from the head coach chair, and, and I tell our general manager, hey, why can't we keep everybody? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's smart enough to realize, and, and he has a plan. Uh, but but it, it's part of the, the nature of the cap. Um, you, you sometimes have to make hard decisions. But, yes, I am hopeful uh, that, that a scenario like that could, could happen. Last one for you, Coach Stefanski. Um, I pound the table from this desk and uh, on this particular subject, and – uh, I've been with the NFL Network since 2003, so I know uh, changing rules in the NFL is all about consensus building. Mm-hmm. In last year's playoff loss in Kansas City, you were having a heck of a drive to close the end of the first half. Ball gets popped loose. Good hit by the defense, although it might have been an illegal hit. But ball pops free. Had it rolled out of bounds, you'd have gotten the ball right there. Instead, it just rolls into the end zone and out of bounds. You lose the football. I hate that rule with a passion and the fury of a million sons. Can I count on your vote to get rid of this rule in the National Football League, Kevin Stefanski? You know, Rich, I never thought about the rule. and I knew what the rule was. I know right. how penalizing it is when it happens. Right. So I just focused on coaching the guys not to reach it over, unless, especially in a crowd, unless it was fourth down or something. So I think it's something that I would support us looking at. <sighs> um, but I know this. It, that was one play in that ball game, and and I know I know it was an impactful play, but I, I could 
pick out 10 others that, that I wish the result was different as well. No, I understand. you got to play better than the refs. Ref, too, uh, Coach. I, I, I understand. But I just don't understand why if, if the ball had gotten popped out and rolled directly out of bounds to the right, you get to keep it. But because it rolls a little bit further and through the end zone, you don't. And the Kansas City defense gets bailed out because of it. I would love to get rid of that rule, give you the ball maybe on the 20-yard line and call it the same down and distant, you know, the same uh, uh, down. And now that's the distance to the goal you have, a reverse touchback. But at least you get a shot to the end zone or get a chance to kick a field goal out of it. You don't get zero and say, sorry for the effort. Go back to your locker room. I hate that. I, I think it will ha- if, if we frame this as the Rich Eisen resolution, yes, sir. I think it's got a chance. You know, Coach, you, 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 uh, you're very good at what you do, not just coaching, but I like your brain from the neck up. My brother's a Wharton School of Business graduate, so maybe that's something, too. Um, and, you know, and you know how to give me an answer while uh, stroking my ego. Well done. <laughs> a plus. I, I appreciate hey, it, Coach. You can always tell a Michigan man, but you can't tell him too much. <laughs> Is that a, is that a compliment? Is that I'm trying you, to? You, yeah, think you got to think long and hard about it, but you can use that one. <laughs> Coach Stefanski, much appreciated. Let's do this more often, and uh, I hope to uh, run into you uh, next week. Although I'm sure you'll be in your draft room, but uh, I'll be in your town. I do hope to see you. Yeah, excellent. Excited for everybody to get out here to Cleveland and, and put our city uh, showcase it to a global audience. Appreciate the time here, Kevin Stefanski. Much appreciated. That's the Cleveland Browns head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. Did Coach Kevin Stefanski just insult me on the way out the door? That's an interesting you way can, to you end can, that. You can, did he say you can always tell a Michigan man, right? but you can't tell him too much? Right. Meaning... You can always tell a Michigan man. Because we're smart and we're, we're, we're unique, we're, we're, we stand out in the crowd. But you can't tell him too much because that affirms that we're unique and special. I don't know. Is that the way that I... I, um, And it also sounds like somebody who grew up in the Philadelphia area (laughs) and spent a lot of time in the great upper Midwest area has already spent too much time in Ohio to have something like that at his fingertips. (laughs) Because his father is a Michigan man finishing third in the executive of the year voting as an advisor to the Detroit Pistons. Hmm. You know? That's what we that's what's called in comedy if you a way homer like it hits you on the way home. Right. But that's good. This one is kind of like I mean he told you to think about it. He's picked up a lot of stuff in the state of Ohio it seems when it comes to the concept of Michigan. <laughs> in a very short time. Very quick well, he's a quick learn. Quick study. <laughs> and in case um you're on the radio, I did break out in hives when he talked about TO's sit-ups on the front lawn. Because I was oh, so flashback. Oh my God! Next question. I I oh gosh, that just brings up memories for me. Let's take a break. We'll hit that. We'll come back and um and take any phone calls that you may have on the subject matter. Eight four four two zero four rich number to dial. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. The show. Before you leave, I'd like to play a game that we've created here called Start, Bench, Cut, similar to that, you know, blank, marry, kill game that we always used to play as kids. Okay. <laughs> Did we, as kids, play that? Well, or, or as collegiate, or, like or, or adults, or yeah, la- yeah. last week. Yeah, okay. last week. We call it Start, Bench, Cut. So you can have to start somebody, bench somebody, and cut somebody, and we will have a Game of Thrones theme to it. Yes. Okay. All right. What's the first one, Chris Brockman? What do you uh, have for The first Aaron one Rock? is your favorite Game of Thrones character. Uh, okay, hold on. Just to give him the three. Khaleesi, Jon Snow, Jorah Mormont. Mm, you start, have to bench, st- cut. You have to start, start bench, one, cut. bench one, and cut. I'm starting Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains. Um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, mm-hmm. benching Jorah, and I'm cutting John. Cutting John? Oh, wow. You can't have any rivalry. John, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's got <laughs> his hand, but he's trying to get in there. Oh, my God. We got to cut John. Okay. Didn't see that coming. Okay. It's cutthroat, because we also knew, one of the many times we have conversations, you, you're a big Jorah fan, I right? I am. I am, and now that he's got the, the he's back. ratio out, you know, yeah, he's, he's he, back. Okay. So but John Snow's out. And John's out. He could be in. Okay. Not related. But yeah, I know. He, <laughs> by the way, he's <laughs> I don't think that matters. <laughs> yes, Game of Thrones. It All right, we'll get, give him another one right there. Okay, the nastiest mf on Game of Thrones. You have to start one. You have to bench one and cut one. Ramsey Bolton, Walder Frey, Joffrey. If it's nastiest, I mean, you got to start Ramsey. He's the worst. I mean, he is the okay. woke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's the worst of all time. Worst of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bench Joffrey because he's close. Mm-hmm. You know, he the stuff that he did. I mean, Sansa's put up with all this crap from the men in her life. She's exactly. a thick better man. Exactly. Right? And so I'm going to bench Walter Frey. He's up there, but his death was... Okay. Uh, was exciting. So you cut him. He's out. He's out. Okay. Well, which he actually was, in fact, cut. Right. Literally from all that. Okay. And then we'll just do one more uh, favorite movie. Okay. The three choices are Shawshank Redemption, The Fugitive, You've Got Mail, Mm. Start Bench Cut, Aaron I'm I'm starting The Fugitive. I mean, Tommy Lee and and, uh, Harrison Ford, fantastic. The best, right? I'm going to bench Shawshank. Phenomenal movie as Mm. well. And I'm cutting. You've got mail. <laughs> he loves you've got mail. You've got mail. It's he, not even the best Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's exactly. modern time. Online yeah, and all that Sleepless in stuff. Seattle. That was like a phone call on a radio show. No yeah, one. But you've that. got dial-up. You've got dial-up email. Yeah. Come on now. You guys are. You guys are wrong. I love Aaron Rodgers. Like it's not even the best Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie. Like what's your problem? Yeah, you got mail. Funny stuff. Funny show. Funny show. Funny show. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to have a conversation here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I was the host of NFL Total Access the minute it started. 2003, November 4th, 4th. 2003. Yep. 
Uh, we came on the air week 11 of the 2003 National Football League season. There was a uh, uh, at 8 o'clock Eastern Time NFL Network uh, turned the machines on for the first time. Uh, there was a video cut by NFL Films, a two-minute warning video that, um, that, that was cut by the good folks of NFL Films. Countdown, two minutes, boom. Here we oh. go. Off we go. NFL Total Access, guy with hair that used to see on SportsCenter comes out. Says, <laughs> your NFL dreams have come true. I hosted that show all the way through the lockout in 2011. That's when I lost most of my hair. Sitting on that set, <laughs> I went great. saying, hey, everybody, uh, let's have a draft. We have no idea, you know, if we're going to play football. Uh, hey, everybody, let's have a free agency. We have no idea what the rules are once we come through this nuclear winter. Hey, we have no idea when the nuclear winter is going to end. Hey, everybody, let's hope we have a training camp. Hey, everybody, so on and so forth. My God. That was something. Uh, in those eight years, in those eight years that I was uh, on NFL Total Access, um, there were two people who had me uh, stay after class more than anybody else. More than anybody else. Number one was Brett Favre. Favre with his, I'm retiring, I'm not retiring, no, wait a minute, I don't want to retire, I think I'm retiring, but I'm now wanting out of Green Bay and all of that. Oh, my God. There was one, uh, one, one, the one time that I thought he was going to keep us there uh, very long, uh, but we got out of it because it was the last game of the season. It was, I think it was the final game of Sunday Night Football, and it was Bears-Packers, and we're all wondering, okay, it was, it was New Year's Eve night, and, um, you know, Susie's like, you know, let's, we're going to this party, that party. I'm like, I, 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 I'm assuming I'll be there by the time the ball drops Eastern time, I think. I don't know. Uh, it depends on what Favre's going to have to say. And sometimes one time he, he and Mike Sherman had a conversation after a final game of the year for the Green Bay Packers, and that took like an hour. Uh, and, and, and subsequently we, we found out sometimes Favre just likes to stick around and have pizza in the uh, – in in the uh, trainer's room. That's what happened one year on a Thursday night football game after Favre and the Vikings played each other in a freezing night in Lambeau Field, and we thought, we're going to go and get Favre and send Mooch down to the locker room to go get Favre, and we're on the air live just kicking it, tap dancing while Mooch is off the set with Favre, with Bardia Shireas of of Fox Sports, now uh, uh, a baseball guy over there. And and uh, long story short, they both come back without Favre. Like, what have you been doing the last <laughs> effa- last hour? Uh, they were having pizza. <laughs> Again, the number of the number of man hours in which I was I stood stood around waiting for Brett Favre to make crazy. a decision in my time on NFL Network. Number one. Number two, Terrell Owens. Number two was Teal. And I will never forget the day that he did sit-ups and push-ups on his front lawn after Andy Reid had sent him home. And I remember also, um, as you, it used to be so hunky-dory with T.O. in Philadelphia. If you remember, T.O. was going to go to the Ravens, or the Ravens wanted him, and he said, I'm not coming. And he wound up in Philadelphia. Can you imagine if he wound up a Raven? What would have happened? It might have worked out for him, because as we all know, T.O. was a monster a Hall of Fame talent, and he was just so dynamite in Philadelphia. You can remember that oh my that Super Bowl against the the Patriots with what pins in his ankle and you, an unbelievable Super Bowl. It was amazing. And again, that was back in the day when we on NFL Network would fly immediately after the Super Bowl to the Pro Bowl, right after the Super Bowl, and we would be we would have our broadcast right on the work the uh, the practice field. That was right next to the Players Hotel, 
And then we had a set on the beach, beach. as well. Remember our beach set? You were yes. freaking out because, I mean, the sound over there with the wind, wind and whatever. It's nuts. But they set up great. these two lounge chairs great. where I would just sit there in my Hawaiian shirt and my shoes off. And Susie would say, you got to get a pedicure. <laughs> and, you know, and I would be conducting these interviews beachside and these like, like lying on my back doing interviews for NFL Total Access. And after that Super Bowl between the Eagles and the uh, the Patriots, the Eagles come and they flew out after the game, like a day after the game, they flew out. They came on that Tuesday. And the players who won the Super Bowl would come after the parade. Now it's before the Super Bowl and people who make the Super Bowl don't even sh- they they don't even go to the Pro Bowl. They just wave or they don't even show. And I remember the Eagles are arriving. We had set up through the Eagles a conversation. Me on that beach set, we needed another lounge chair because T.O. and Donovan McNabb were coming together and I was going to interview the quarterback and wide receiver of the Eagles team that had finally made the Super Bowl for Andy Reid but to come up just short. And about a half an hour before we're getting ready to go, we hear T.O.'s not coming. <laughs> and we're like, what's going on? And... Then we heard McNabb's not coming. Neither of them wanted to show up and sit there with the other. We looked around. We're like, what? where did this happen? Where did this come from? If you remember, McNabb vomited in the... Uh, in, in the in, well, that's in always the, the story that's told. Well, I mean, you could see something coming out of his mouth. And T.O. made a comment about it. It's not in shape. And we just, you know, we're like, is this the start of something? Well, smash cut to a few months later, sit-ups on the lawn. He gets sent home. He starts doing push-ups and sit-ups on his front porch, I mean, on his front driveway. Insane. Shirt off. It was Cameras everywhere. We're like sitting there on total access going, here we go again. Here we go again. Also, could you imagine if he had gone to Baltimore? You know who their quarterback was during that time? Was it Elvis Gerbeck? Kyle Bowler. Kyle Bowler. Hey, man, you would think that maybe T.O. made the right decision to go to McNabb and Reed made the right decision. What if he could have made Kyle Bowler's career, right? Exactly. Who knows? Should we bounce that off of Billick next time he's on this show? Because in Flacco, Flacco wasn't until 08. Oh, forget that. Of course, that was a long time later. And now Flacco cut to 2021. He's, He's in a heated three-day-old quarterback competition with Jalen Hurts. And I think the reason why there is a quarterback competition is in the first Zoom with uh, new head coach Nick Sirianni. Sirianni said um, Jalen Hurts is the is the starting quarterback. And Joe Flacco says, I'll play rock, paper, scissors with you, and if I win, then there's a competition. And, um, and, and, and Sirianni... Um, uh, throughout uh, throughout uh, scissors and and um, and and Flacco throughout rock. Now we got a competition. <laughs> yep. Did you win? Did you just win that competition? <laughs> TJ and I, and I just played camera. two out of three, and I, I won the last two to to take the series. What's your go to in paper rock scissors? Well, it's rock paper scissors. Uh, you can't say you can't you can't. Uh, that's that, like saying somebody just somebody just lost zero to two. You can't do no, that. Come on. That's debatable. Please. 
You say it's as pay- a matter of fact, I was going to give you an answer, but the way that you just phrased it, the <laughs> okay, fact that we're at the end of the hour, it, I've got, I've got. I said I've, paper first. By I don't know, what are you? That's how I say it. Who are you? I don't say rock paper. Rock it was an act. It was an act. The hell is going on here? <laughs> hour <laughs> two is coming up for our radio <laughs> audience. P comes first in the alphabet. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's how I say paper, rock, scissors. What the hell's going on out here? Thank you, Coach Lombardi. I do always say rock, paper, scissors. I, I Paper, rock, also, scissors? Also, people call it Rochambeau. A, wait a minute. Is that, is that an Altoona, Pennsylvania No, I, actually, I do say rock, paper, yeah. scissors. Thank you, bad. TJ. Yeah, I, 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 I had to I think about it. I said yeah, it you, I mean, But people it do call it Rochambeau, rock, too. paper, scissors, yeah, or Ro- shoot. Or Rochambeau. Oh, Rochambeau. How is that a competition? It's luck. It's luck. There's no. There's now no. you have to be able to look into a man's or there's woman's eyes, Rich, and kind What's of feel. What's the skill? That's gotta, the whole thing. Is I that the Sirianni said, "I'm going to let's play rock paper scissors to measure somebody's competitive spirit." What? Meaning what? Like I've beaten you three in a row, and I just not only beat you three in a row in rock paper scissors, I beat you with rock paper and scissors. <laughs> I'm in your grill, right? And if they, if the other person on the other end of the Zoom goes, oh, okay, and that's they're they're not that's a that's a red flag, or they're like, let's keep going. I gotta get right, one. Well, I gotta get win one. I gotta keep going. That's a Philadelphia Eagle. Like, is that is that the process by which rock paper scissors can actually choose somebody? Is it too late to bring back Doug Peterson? <laughs> <laughs> like every Eagles fan should be asking themselves. How that about question. this too? Just about timing. We just spoke to a Penn graduate. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, a, a Philadelphia kid in Kevin Stefanski, right? And what if he was, what if Peterson was fired last year? I mean, is he like the perfect Philadelphia he Eagles coach? Been, yeah, yeah, for sure. Kid from Philly, grew up in Philly. You know, played his high school ball in Philly, played his college ball in Philly, hung out at the Palestra. Yeah. Knows how to deal with the media. Palestra. Timing's everything. <laughs> nah, seriously, Franklin Field, I'm sure he's played his ball on Franklin Field. Yeah, but Jeffrey Lurie would have came in and told him who to take because he's watching film no, and his, no, his no, you know, garage. Like, Timing's everything. Timing's everything. There's something weird going I on. I think I do say right? paper, rock, scissors. Well, you are. I'm, it's like how a, do you not know how because you it's, say it? I don't know. It's just like in my mind right now, I'm thinking about it. I know, rock, paper, scissors. I know for a fact no one ever says scissors, paper, rock, or rock, scissors, paper. So it's either paper, my rock, scissors. My original question was, is, do you always do the same one or like do you I'm gonna tell you, Like I'm going to tell yeah. you? I'm too competitive when it comes to rock, paper, scissors. I'm a Philadelphia Eagle. Hired. It's in my Twitter bio, guys. Ha, 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 ha.